Hey guys, I'm Nick here with Tanner and Zach, and thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way, a podcast dedicated to sharing our passion for everything outdoors with listeners just like you. Whether it's talking about incredible trips we've been on, teaching you the best way to get your own adventure started, or talking with amazing guests about the incredible things they've done or places they've been. You can find it all here on the Voyager Way. What's good, everybody? We are back with the Voyager Way podcast. Um, Today, it's a little bit of a um, kind of hybrid like we did last time with like an open mic, and we have an extra guest on today, which we're super excited about. Um, It's one of my best friends from high school, Zach Affelt. He's in town from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, You're currently going to med school out there, live with your wife, Megan. She's a PA, doing badass stuff out there with that. and yeah, he's he went through the Voyager program. He's been super outdoorsy with all this, like a lot of friends that he met through undergrad. Um, I'm not sure through med school if you've met anybody that you've gotten stuff with yet, but yeah, it's mostly just like people who are like I stayed in touch with at college. We'll wind up like being in town and we'll just like go do something quick. Uh, for the most part, everyone in school though is just like I'm gonna study. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there a lot of did a lot of your friends from? Milwaukee are they from the area or is I feel like a lot of people are from around like they kind of they're not from Wisconsin originally yeah I mean like for at least like for Marquette for undergrad like almost like 60% of the class is from like Illinois and like the Chicago and surrounding suburbs kind of thing okay so a lot of my friends that wound up like staying near um got jobs in Milwaukee because there's a bunch of like random manufacturing stuff like GE is there and a bunch of banking stuff as well but everyone else is just like back home in Illinois so it's like at most two hours so we should see everyone like pretty regularly yeah. still and you guys are right off the lake too is that how has that been like being up because I know I mean I've never lived in Duluth but I feel like it's a lot different having like I feel like it affects the weather a lot more and like just the surrounding area if you have that big of body of water right next to Milwaukee yeah so it's super nice in the winter time because like with a lake effect the snow gets pushed towards like Madison so we really won't get as much and like okay. I don't have to shovel right now because we just have an apartment yeah. <laughs> but it is nice to like not worry about like not being able to drive somewhere but in the summer it's also colder so yeah. it's like it'll be like 85 where school is for me which is like eight miles from my apartment nice. and then it'll be like 72 where I am so oh. it's like kind of a double-edged sword uh, but it's just yeah. nice to have like some body of water somewhere because in Wisconsin most of the lakes are in the northern part yep and then once you're in southeastern where I am, there's really not a whole lot for really? like, if you wanted to go and just fish. Yeah. It's kind of tough to find a spot if you don't have like a charter boat that can handle the Michigan waves and stuff. Have you been out fishing on Lake Michigan yet? So I've done some stuff like there's a state park right next to where my apartment is. And I've done some uh, just trout fishing out of there. And there's just like brown trout, but one of my buddies caught like a 45 pound fish. No it's just way. this super pregnant <laughs> fish that like, its stomach was so distended and it was the grossest looking thing. It was just like huge. And he was just like stoked about it. Uh, but then I did have some buddies who did a charter boat out of a town called Port Washington. It's just to the north. But they went out and they were fishing for salmon like all day on the lake. And then I was going to go with, but uh, my wife said I had to go hang out with her family instead. So <laughs> you got to go hang out with her family. I had the privilege yeah. of not doing that. Um, so what like what all stuff, um, even if you haven't done it on the lake, like being at that, like that big of, I always picture, like can you surf? Do people surf? At Lake Michigan? Yeah. So, you know, like the, the kite board kind of stuff, you will yes. have like the big parachutes. Yeah. So if there's a good windy day in the summertime, or even if it's like 50 people throwing wetsuits, yep. 
and you'll see him just ripping around there. And that's like you're on a surfboard with a like a sail, pretty much. Right? Yeah, yeah, and okay, they're yeah. just like slicing through. It looks super fun. Um, there's a lot of breakwaters in front, like on the city though, so the waves don't crash too hard. Oh. Okay. But once you go up, like a couple miles along the shore, they go away, and the waves are pretty gnarly. Like on big a windy enough day. to surf on, probably. Oh yeah, they're yeah. like that's six insane. feet tall. I never would have guessed that you can surf on Lake Michigan. Yeah. Wow. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's hundred <laughs> percent. There's this one like old dude who's like sixty and just casually does it pretty much no all way. year. Dude, I bet there's yeah. some badasses around there. Like wow. same thing. Like, could you do it? On like on Superior and yeah, there's a lot of people that do it up along the North Shore, kind of by. Um, I think some people do it like right out of Duluth, but then also if you go up the shore a little bit further, there's a couple areas where the waves tend to be a little bit bigger. Gotcha. Uh, and so I know quite a few people that do it up there. So the water definitely does not get that warm either. Dude, Superior is no. <laughs> so cold. Well, yeah. and, well, same like Lake Michigan does it. Like even in like the hottest like days of the summer, does it? It probably still doesn't get crazy warm, does it? Or is it not bad? It's not, if it's like a 90 degree day, it just feels great and refreshing. So I'd say it gets up to probably like maybe 50 along the shore, Okay. but it drops off super quick when you're at the beach. So yeah. if you're like trying to swim somewhere, I don't think you'll get very far, <laughs> very fast. But we went to, uh, in the UP, there's this place called Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore. Okay. And it's super cool. It's on the superior side of the UP up there, like past Marquette. And it was like early June and Superior was so cold that it still hurt to stand in it. Really? So it was like, oh, dude. So did you, have you been able to find some people up? Well, I guess what drew to Milwaukee and like Marquette in the first place? Honestly for that, I flipped a coin cause I didn't know where I wanted to go to school. <laughs> so it was May of our senior year. My mom's like, Hey Zach, you have to pick where you're going to go to college. Yeah. Otherwise you're going right. to pay full price wherever you go. I was like, Oh, that would blow yeah <laughs> uh, so i was between there the university of minnesota twin cities and yeah. i was just i don't know where i wanted to go so i flipped a coin wanted marquette and it's worked out pretty well yeah. so i think retrospectively i would definitely choose it again milwaukee is a super cool city and there's a ton of stuff to do around there okay so i think it really worked out and hopefully if i can for residency we'd want to stay there as well nice. it's just okay super cool city a lot of stuff going on and it seems like every single month something new is like being built in their old factory district and yeah. stuff so so do you think that you'd want to stay there like in the long run or make your way back to Minnesota or somewhere else around the country do you think I think we're definitely Midwest people at heart I mean at least of states that have a lot of lakes in them because both of us grew up on the water Megan grew up in La Crosse so she's right in the Mississippi where it's huge she always make fun and be like it's a different river here than you have and it's like really? Mississippi, it can't be that crazy <laughs> but they have a small delta down there pretty oh. much for the whole city so it's super wide and yep. people are always like fishing they have full-size boats on there like houseboats are on the water there. really yeah it's insane it looks kind of similar to like new orleans when it opens up like, yeah. into the gulf it's super wide but a lot cleaner than it was down there gotcha. but uh <laughs> yeah so it's I think a lot of the stuff in Milwaukee that I like about it is that you're only like 45 minutes away from things, but also in retrospect, if I go those 45 minutes away, I can just live near the stuff I want to do and just go back to the city. Yeah. So I think huh. in the long run, we want to stay either Minnesota, Wisconsin, maybe Illinois. I don't know about Iowa just because they don't have a ton of lakes really either. Yeah. But how far drives it from Milwaukee to here? So I made it yesterday in five hours, but okay. usually it's between like five and six, depending on how so fast bad. traffic's going and how yeah. many times you stop. Okay, cool. Um, and you must have uh, like met some pretty cool people while you were out there, right? Did you, was there a lot of people who um, 
we're able to find kind of that niche of outdoorsy people who like to do that kind of stuff? Honestly, it just randomly happened. One of my really good friends, Brendan, uh, he's from Seattle. He's got a couple of buddies that are from there too. And they are just really outdoorsy people from yep. the get-go. And we just kind of randomly wound up living in the same dorm a couple of times. And like, he lived like across the street from me my senior year when we had a house. We just got pretty close that way. And then eventually, I think spring break my senior year, uh, him and some guys were going to go to Cabo or something. And then that fell through. And he's like, want to just go to like Zion? I was like, sure. Yeah. So <laughs> we planned a trip in like three days, bought tickets, left, went out there and just had a great time. So Dude, I feel like that's how a lot of like, especially our trips like start. It's like, hey, like, do you want to just go like do this for the weekend? It's like, mm, sure. Yep. Like, let's figure it out how we can make it work. Uh, and then you just kind of, yeah, grip and rip. I think it's the most fun part too, is kind of flying by like a seat of your pants. There, there's no plan. So yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I'm going to pack as much stuff as I think I'll need. Maybe I'll look at the weather or I'll forget and just hope I have a rain jacket <laughs> and then you just kind of go. I feel like it's the best way to go camp is because that's when you have the experiences where you're like, yeah, I did not bring this and yeah. we definitely needed it. Yeah. And it just makes it, like, it sucks then, but you look back and it's just so funny. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. kind of fun to uh-huh. laugh, but it's like, you're laughing at me, but with me at the same time. It's like, yeah, yeah that definitely sucked. Um, so, so what was your favorite part about Zion? Or like, what was the favorite thing you either did or saw while you guys were there? So the favorite thing we did is we did the Narrows, which is a small river system that kind of runs through there, and you can pretty much wade through it as far as you can make it. So if you're there, we went in the springtime, so the snow was melting, so the water was a little bit high, so we couldn't go as far. And probably cold. Oh, it was freezing. <laughs> um, so you can rent like waders from this company that's near there, so okay. that's what we did. So we were good up to about our chest. But we all wound up falling in, so it really didn't matter. <laughs> so we were just filled with water, super cold, walking back. Oh. But it's just really cool because the canyon's straight up, but there's also still a lot of, like, alcoves and stuff that are eroded out there that you can see, which is awesome. Yep. But I think the coolest part there and, like, the main attraction is Angel's Landing. And it's just super cool to get through it. It's a pretty decent hike up elevation-wise. And once you get up there, you're kind of on top of the canyon. And it's one of the higher points, so you can see... Everything. everything you Sick. see the road like winding out and winding in and stuff yep. uh the crazy thing about it though is we thought we got up decently early at like not early eight so <laughs> <laughs> we're oh we'll beat like everyone there it'll yep. be super easy we got to where the shuttle was huge line and we're like oh, no. not a great idea yeah. so we wound up probably getting to the top by like noon and it was a super foggy day and kind of cold at first and when you're walking on the side essentially there's a chain link that's hammered into the side of the cliff face and then you hold on to that while you like walk on something that's it feels like it's like a foot wide but it's probably like the width of the table or so so okay. like you have like three feet yeah but on the that's other side still... of that three feet it's a 1200 straight drop to oh, death gosh. like you could literally die yeah <laughs> and we were all joking like oh man this is you're not hooked in you're just holding no, on to the chain. no you're literally yeah. just holding a chain and walking oh, and then God. people are like passing each other on the sides oh, no. so what like, yeah, so people are going to solo go around, and we're like, these people are psychos. And then, <laughs> so you just like just get a little nudge and like see ya. Oh, literally, like, somebody could trip accidentally or do something. Somebody's and... riding their bike alongside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the craziest thing we saw is there was this guy, and he was coming back down at noon. So like he got up super early, made it up there, saw what he wanted to see, and came back. And he had like his two-year-old daughter on his shoulders. He's like what? walking on the no edge way. of a cliff no way, with his daughter. So like he either already lost custody of his child or he's like, <laughs> <laughs> but we were like, like, how can I get there? <laughs> we saw him. We're like, this guy is unreal. Like we're terrified. And he's literally giving a kid like, a piggyback ride. backpack or anything. It was just no, like, like a little kid, like hands on their feet walking, like yeah, not holding onto the railing. Right slung over the shoulder. Yeah. He's just whatever. Dude. I was like, dude, that's, that's insane. Absurd. Well, so how long were you guys there then? 
the whole trip we did was about five days. So we flew oh, into sad. Vegas, rented a car, drove out. We did uh, Zion first, then we did Antelope Canyon, um, and then we were gonna do Bryce Canyon, but it wound up being super cold, and I was the only one who had a sleeping bag rated for more than like 32 degrees. <laughs> so I had my far north bag, which was like negative 12. Okay. So I was super toasty, super comfy the whole time. They're yeah. all freezing. And then the other downside of that was I lent my tent to a buddy before we left oh. and didn't think to double check if he put all the stuff back in it. So we got there and I was like, yeah, I have a six person tent. There's four of us. This is perfect. We'll be like, fine. Yep. Uh, got there. Only two of the six poles were in the bag. Oh. I don't know where the other ones are. <laughs> no so luckily it was the long ones because it was like a newer tent where they kind of wrap in a circle. So oh, it goes... Okay like a half circle around and in and a half circle around and it makes an X and pops up. Yeah. So we had that, but nothing to get the rain flying onto. <laughs> so the wind just ripped through it the yeah. whole time. Oh and no. Did it rain at all? Not when we were at Zion, which was good. Yep. Um, we wound up doing is I had one of those, you know, uh, hammock things. Yep. And I don't took any straps from that and we tied them through like the rain fly and like to oh, a tree. Okay. So it was like, kind of taut yeah. but in the canyon when the sun goes down the temperature changes so the breeze starts ripping for a while okay and our tent just collapsed every single time really <laughs> like, no, dude. did you ever find those poles again no uh i bought some replacement <laughs> ones though for like 20 bucks okay. so okay, nice the tent still works perfectly well and that's yeah. great so it was definitely a fun experience but i definitely learned double check if you have all your stuff before yeah. especially with your tent which is like kind of important so yeah because you better like i better remember if i have all my stuff in it after i use it on a trip it's like if you give it to somebody else and like who knows how it's going to come back but yeah so you were talking about uh the far north with your sleeping bag uh you were on the middle track you said yeah so we did it my senior year when we went there wasn't a trip for a while that went up there so there weren't any guides who had done a ton of stuff that we're guiding that summer. So we ended up having Aaron Reamer do it, who'd done a far north trip as well. I think okay. he did the copper mine. I could be wrong on that though. Yeah. So he had a ton of whitewater experience. Um, and a lot of the guys were like, we want to do another trip, but we don't know if we want to do 45 days. Yeah. Um, so we wound up finding this route and it was pretty cool. Like I loved it. I mean, was there a lot of whitewater. Yeah, there yeah. was a ton. So, I wanted to do the middle trek. I remember my first far north like it was after my junior year and we were like deciding between two is like the Missinabi or the mill trek and it was kind of like a split vote and we just went with Missinabi. but do you want to explain like what sweet. the route is so yeah. people who maybe don't know what the middle track is can kind of get a better understanding what it is yeah so we started essentially we drove up it was like a 28 hour car ride which was miserable oh gosh uh but we wound up going it's essentially the very northernmost tip of lake winnipeg and then you go from there and pretty much straight up into Hudson Bay. So the main rivers you meet up with are the Hayes and the Gods have a confluence, and that flows past York Factory, which is the Sick, old yeah. trading hub of... You went there too, didn't you? No. Oh, okay. How that's was just seeing the York Factory? That. Yeah. I, that's one of like my main bucket list places to visit. It just looks so cool. So it was pretty wild because it's like this was the trade center for in 1800s. Yeah. And yeah. it's crazy to think about. And then the other part of you is that it's super old and like white picket fence. So at night, it just feels like a horror movie scene. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, weird stuff washes up on shore all the time. Like old like boat things and like skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really cool to be there. It's a really cool history part. And we got to get the brands and stuff done. Yeah, yep. um, and it's at a cool point too, where you can start to see where Hudson Bay really opens up. So right. you go from a whole trip on rivers and small lakes, where for the most part, you can see at least land yep. the whole time. And it just opens up, and all of a sudden, there's just expansive water everywhere. You see the waves starting to grow. Yeah. Did you guys go upriver at all? 
or is everything you started downriver? We might have gone upriver for a few miles at a time, just if we had like a portage that we had to go around something. But for the most part, we were like downstream, which made it super easy. Yeah. So like downstream and then like lake hopping and stuff. Yeah. So the first seven days were most of our lakes. Um, There was one lake called Cross Lake, which has a reservation on it. And that one was super long and it makes like kind of an oblong X shape. So the wind, just regardless of what day and what direction it's coming from, it's ripping from one of those two. So we wound up making a sail one day, which was sick because it was just super windy. And then other days were almost impossible to travel. Like the waves were so big and we didn't have spray skirts. So if you crash through them, like you just take on water. Yeah. Um, And then also we found out that for Starry Pens, we thought two clicks was for like 32 ounces and one was for 16, but that's opposite. So what? Apparently with a Steri pen you can click it twice or once, and depending which one you click is for a different amount of water. Yep. We did the wrong way, and <laughs> like pretty much all of us got like giardia or like oh, a really bad stomach no, bug. Dude. Like there was one day where Miguel was like, "I have to go to the bathroom now." So we got to the shore, like we weren't even on shore, and he just jumped and like leapt onto land, and, like ran in the woods. Oh, no, dude. And, after that, we strictly use platypuses. We're like, yeah. you know what? Like, let's let gravity do its thing, and we'll just wait. Oh, but, gosh, dude. That's like one of my biggest fears on every trip is getting Giardia. Like, it just it sounds so to, bad. I thought it took a while for it to like actually affect you. It was pretty quick. Like, I, I, I what, who was telling me about this? Like, like when you have it, it hits you. Well, yeah, no, that. No, I meant like if you would, if you would like drink something that has like Giardia in it, it's gonna take twenty days for it to actually affect oh, you. No. That's what I heard. I think but, it's like a week, right? Maybe yeah, I don't think it takes something. that long to infect you. It can last for a while, too. I think what wound up for us is, I think I associate it with that lake because they just threw garbage in it. Yeah. Like, it was kind of sad. We, like, paddled in, and there's just, like, mounds of, like, tires, oil cans, like, Jeez. just thrown in there. Yeah. Um, but it was probably from, like, the first day when we were doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's what, it was funny cause definitely yeah. was that experience. Because <laughs> Garrett and I were joking on our first trip. It's like... What happened? Oh, yeah, we, we were, it was on our trio day, and we were trying to make, um, trying to make dumplings with flour. We didn't know how to make dumplings, but we were just going to try, we're like, oh, I think flour and water and, like, salt, right? But we didn't know what the eggs and stuff, and, they, like, they tasted pretty bad. But anyway, what we did is, like, we made them with the water that was pretty sketchy, like, area that we were in, like, definitely, like, slow-moving river with some beaver dams everywhere. So, okay, we're definitely going to cook this before we eat it, but then... When we were like making it, like making the little dough balls or whatever that we thought were gonna be dumplings, we like were tasting them to see if they like tasted okay, and then we cooked them. Then we realized after the fact, like wait, we just ate a bunch of like raw dumplings yeah. with the water that we like was in this whatever. <laughs> so we're like, oh my gosh, we're gonna get giardia, and we're like, okay, but it's not gonna hit us now. It's gonna like, for like our luck, it's just gonna hit us on the bus right back. So like we're gonna be in the bus with everybody. In there. <laughs> oh, we got ten hours to go. It's like now we gotta stop, Fred. Like we're gonna go. We have to go now. What was like? What's the best thing that you guys have ever made, like food-wise, on a trip or like a, yeah, food or like dessert or whatever you want it to be? Like what was like the best thing you guys made on trail? I would have to say a bannock. Like a mixed berry bannock. Good bannock would be. Uh, I feel like there's like some bannocks where they can be like cooked really well and then it's just amazing, and some can be just like pretty poor and then they don't taste very good. But I a good bannock, I'd say. And for for listeners who don't know, a bannock is just like a it's a super calorie dense 
pretty much cake that you make beforehand so you can pack it in in like a powdered form so it's super small and then the night before you just add water to it and then whatever like ingredients you want um and then you cook it the night before and then you have it for lunch the next day it's just a super cal like calorie dense like cake kind of thing but i'd say it's more of like a bread yeah. bread okay yeah, yeah. Um, but like, the, like Tanner was saying, you can add, some people get real weird with stuff they add into it, like to, like to hopefully make it taste good. And some people really miss the mark, but sometimes you find like a, a yeah. really good combination. Um, plus it's like just getting the density right on it. Yeah. Cause I don't know if you guys had trouble with that, but like some of them were like super thick. Yeah. They, they don't really rise. Like, yeah. It would take you an hour to chew through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Cause I think that's if you like speed cook it. If the fire's too hot that you're cooking it on, okay. I think that's what makes it like, but if you like give it enough time. Um, so everybody was kind of in charge of, on these Voyager trips, everybody's in charge of making one bannock on each of the trips that they do. And so did you guys ever have like, I know you guys all did multiple trips. Did you guys ever have like a go-to bannock that you'd make or was it, do you guys always do something different? I don't know. I was a big fan of... So my first trip, I put Italian seasoning in it. And Whoa. since it's kind of sweet in general, it kind of makes it a little bit more savory. So, I would never think to put that in there. No, so I. it was because we also had um, like the pepperonis and stuff and a little bit of like extra spaghetti sauce. Yeah. We threw that on there. Wow. Really? I wouldn't say it tasted like pizza, but it did not taste bad. <laughs> yeah, wow. that sounds I would good. Because I always went like the sweet route or like yeah. cinnamon or like yeah. the cranberries. Or, like, That's what most craisins. people do. Yeah. Um, but I just thought of an answer for your meal question. We made mac and cheese with the meatballs in it when we were up there. That was super mac good. Mac and cheese with the meatballs, yeah. And, like, that was – yeah, and, but that was the hard thing with dinners. It never seemed like there was enough. Like, there's almost no – like, you can yeah. almost never pack enough food that you could, like – Your stomach is just an endless pit at yeah, that yeah, point of the yeah. trip, though, anyways. It's nuts. But um, I guess, Zach, going back to when you were doing your trips with, like, your undergrad buddies – had, did they have a lot of experience like camping stuff or was it more like just the day hikes that you were doing? Uh, so for us, we were pretty much car camping. We were in the car, we had a cooler. So we, I felt bad, but we had to buy like a styrofoam one. But oh. for what we were doing, there's no way we were going to pay to ship a cooler like on the airplane. Yeah. Um, oh, because you guys flew. Yeah. So we yes. flew down oh, there gosh. and then we rented a car. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. But for the most part, I mean, so they had done camping before, but nothing super, super intensive. Yeah. Um, and my one friend, Brennan definitely got a lot more involved, like with just outdoor stuff in general in college, like nice. he got a lot more into rock climbing and stuff like that. And just kind of inserted himself in a spot where he just like keep doing stuff. Cool. Which I thought was really cool. Um, I'd say I definitely had the most camping experience by far. Yeah. Um, uh, but that by no means means that I was always making the smartest yeah. choices. <laughs> yeah. like, well, like, we can probably figure this out. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and I know we've gone on a couple Boundary Waters trips, um, kind of throughout the years too, which has been super nice. Um, but did you meet anybody in like in Milwaukee that I, mean, I used to do the trout fishing, which is probably a little bit different than like stuff we've done up here, like in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, was there any? Have you met any other like cool people in Milwaukee that do like some like some pretty gnarly other outdoor stuff? So I've got one buddy who similar boat didn't really do a lot of outdoor stuff growing up, but just got really into it in college. But he does a ton of just hunting in general. Okay. So he does a lot of goose hunting, pheasant hunting, and he would go every single weekend really? and just do like a ton of hunting. Around the Milwaukee area? Like yeah. Sure so, somewhere, but. I mean, like I said, so it's like 45 minutes and you're in a pretty relatively area similar to St. Cloud. Nice. So there, there's still cornfields, there's lots of woods and stuff. 
Um, but the coolest thing I heard about him is him and two of our other buddies from college went to Utah and they got elk permits. Wow. So they all three got elks this year. Really? Yeah. No way. Were they a rifle hunting probably? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh my gosh. Dude, that, yeah, that, that's Zach and I talked about that before. Um, I wonder what's like the likelihood if you get a tag, there's chances you get an elk. So what they did is they went through a guide service and he guarantees that you will get an elk or he'll refund you. So he's definitely not cheap, but at least you have that where if you don't get anything, you at least get your money back. Oh, really? He just refunds it. There are some states too where you're required to have a guide or like a resident with you. And I think Alaska might be one of those where like you either have to have a guide or it's like you have to have a resident of Alaska with you hunting. I don't know why exactly that is, but yeah, because uh, we were talking about Michael about how like they're super expensive if you don't. Yeah, if you're right? not if you're a non-resident, most of the time they're obviously more expensive for yeah. non-residents to buy. So we're but, moving up to Alaska. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, so you have to get your residency <laughs> first, and then they'll make the tag worth it. I talked to Aid McCarty about that. Pennsylvania is one of those states too, and I guess they have an elk herd, which I did not know. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> but he said if you get the elk lottery uh the dnr will actually guide you to try and get an elk Um, and their whole thought process is like it's for population control because they don't want it to just boom so it's like they said it's okay to have this many kind of be thinned out from the herd gotcha they want to make sure they're kind of on track with that so they're not just all of a sudden just going to explode yeah well so even if if you do get a guide like what your buddy did in utah is that on uh public or private land that's fun to be on public, probably. I want to say they're on public. I yeah. just feel like you have to have a lot of land, and it's like mountains. So yeah. I don't really know the process of buying a mountain, but I assume it's pretty complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how the heck did that work? Um, but and, but you grew up hunting too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, so we were doing a lot of deer hunting, and then we did some pheasant hunting with my dad like a couple of times on pheasant farms, okay. which is pretty fun. It kind of got me into it. So I have two dogs now and still try and get out there when I can. But with school, it's kind of tough. But yeah, I cannot imagine. You just got some dogs, right? Yeah, so I've got just Bear, one. who's two and a half. And then Cooper we got because my wife told me we could have a baby or a dog and just smash that dog. Dog, dog, But yeah, so we got him and he's like four months old. Um, nice. But it's definitely a process full of patience. But I, I love was having it, him around. Was it different? Like, cause obviously when you got bear, it was, you just had bear, but when you got Cooper, you had like bear already. Was it, did you notice a difference at all? Or was it pretty similar for like r- just raising a puppy? Oh, it's way thing? easier. Really? Um, so, so when I tell bear to do stuff, he'll kind of just mimic it. So yep. he like kind of subconsciously picks up like how to sit, how to stay, nice. what to do. I think I worked with him for maybe five minutes on those two commands and yep. he'll just do them. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. The only downside for him is that when I try and play fetch with both of them, like our apartment's not big enough to do that in Milwaukee, so yeah. I'll be outside. <laughs> yep. And if I don't take them out separate, Bear will just run through Cooper, Cooper crack the thing, <laughs> He's got no chance. And then doesn't want Cooper to have it, so he won't bring it back either. Yeah. So I'm just like chasing two dogs. Because Bear's a Bear's a silver lab. What's Cooper? Uh, he's a red lab. Red lab. Okay. Which is, how awesome. is is that? And Scout's a champagne mix between a champagne and a. What's well, that? Another like so many champagne. Types of labs. Re- no, he has a champagne retriever. And a, a black lab mix. And so like a champagne retriever is just like a golden retriever, but it's white instead of oh, brown. Okay, yeah. Is a red lab just its own thing? Or is it a mix of some, a 
So same with, thing with silver. It's just a weird recessive trait gotcha. in okay. labs. And we didn't really plan to get weird colored ones. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Bear is Megan's family's dog's like litter. Oh, gotcha. So we got him for free, which yep. was sweet. Yeah, because those things are expensive, um, aren't they, normally? Yeah. Yeah, the silver labs. Cooper was a lot. But really? also, I just called places, and a guy was like, yeah, someone just canceled. Like, if you want him, he's yours. And I was like, sweet, we'll just take it. Yep, yep. I was this close to getting a red lab as well. Those things yeah. are so pretty. Regan just got a little black lab. Did you see that? Did you really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't uh, see that. That's super cool. Um, yeah, you'll have to meet Scout after this too. Um, but yeah, that's... So do you want... Like, has Bear been hunting at all? Yeah, so I had Bear out um, when he was like six months old. Uh, we went pretty late in the year, like October. So the Zygum was super tall and he wasn't big enough to like have the courage to run into it gotcha and he's also a pointer but weighs 100 pounds <laughs> so like he doesn't flush yeah he just points and will stand there okay. for a long time <laughs> um so it kind of wound up being we ended up getting one bird but he like got it right away flushed yep. it picked it up brought it back and it's like and he did pretty well yeah he's nice. a great dog yep. is this pheasant hunting yeah okay so and the only downside was since he wouldn't flush me and my buddy who went elk hunting like we would try to by just like walking through it but I had just broken my foot, so I was like <laughs> running around like in my bean boots, just tied really tight yep. instead of like my actual walking boot. And oh. like every step, I was like swearing a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> um, so does he? You said this year they went out there. They went out to Utah and got those elk. Yeah. Be, did you talk to him about it at all? Yeah, oh. he said it was awesome. Um, he said the guide was a super cool dude, which I feel like most guides are, just because yeah. like half your business is just getting referrals and being. This guy was awesome and recommended for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the process was super easy. They help you butcher it there. You can oh, like, nice. freeze yeah. dry, mail it back and stuff. Okay. Um, but he said it was just cool to be out in the mountains with that much stuff around you. Yep. And then like they're just huge creatures, right? Nuts, like, massive. Yeah. And you think you're like, oh, I got a good buck. And it's like, that's like the left leg of the elk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and same thing with like moose hunting. Like those creatures are terrifying. Yes, ginormous, dude. Like I remember I saw one on... I think no it was a far north trip okay and i was like oh like that's not that big so it was like swimming in the water and its head's like not that impressive yeah and it gets out and it's just like oh lord do you have any like bucket list hunt that you'd like to do so one of the ones that just sounds super cool to me is like in the south like the wild hogs there are just rampant and they're yeah, kind of yeah. like an invasive species and they literally do helicopter tours where you can like go hunt wild boar. I love the helicopter. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. just sounds like awesome to me. Yeah. The only downside with that is it's super wasteful because I'm pretty sure you just sit in the helicopter and just try and shoot as many as you can. Oh, really? Because um, are they that invasive? There's like a ton there. Yeah. And like they run everything out, which like kind of sucks. Because they kind of destroy the landscape too, don't they? They just like, I don't know what's that, not run everything out, but they, whatever. Um, one of my buddies from Nebraska went hog hunting down in Texas one year for like spring break or something. They just like rented it. I don't think it was the helicopter at all. They just like rented a cabin and it's just like right in the middle of an area. So it's just like they were there for four days and the dude's like, whenever you want, just go shoot up. <laughs> no I think at I think night the though, farmers they mainly like, do it. Yeah. I think like a lot of farmers or landowners down there just will like let people go and yeah. shoot as many as they want because there's so many yeah, i think it'd be kind of scary like it'd be fun but those things are they're mean you. yeah they're really? mean and they're how big are they pig are they over, yeah. are they, they're over 100 pounds all right i was gonna throw out 200 pounds but i have no idea uh, like, <laughs> bigger than a dog smaller they're definitely than, dense like, too black yeah, yeah. yeah gosh that'd be so nuts um but 
Yeah, I feel like, well, how, how much hunting, have you done any hunting in Wisconsin at all? Or just coming back here and, and done it? Do you guys have a place up north? So we have a place up north of Minnesota. Um, I've been super busy with school every, like November. So Wisconsin yeah. deer hunting is the last two weeks. And then Minnesota is the first two. And gotcha. it winds up being the last two are always around Thanksgiving. So I'm home then, but not two weeks earlier because we'd have exams. Gotcha. Huh. So I've been able to go for, I think, four years now. Yep. Um, but usually up at my cabin, like, it's pretty cool. My uncle is has... Oh, yeah, because you have family up there that has probably more, a, a decent chunk of land. Yeah, yeah, so my grandpa used to have a farm up there. And then after he passed away, my uncle got it. And we all just kind of split time up there. Like, nice. this year, I think my dad got two. My cousin... Or not my cousin. My brother-in-law got one. Nice. And there's just, like, so many deer up there. It's insane. Really? Yeah. Where is it? It's by Park Rapids. So... Okay, okay. Do you guys know where, like, Connor's cabin is? Connor Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like 15 minutes from that. Oh, really? Yeah, so yeah we talked about I'm that. I'm on a lake that's right next to him. Okay, nice. That's So it's not even that part of drive then, right? For no, fun. it's like two and a half hours from here. And honestly, from Milwaukee, it's only eight. So it's super easy to get to. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of making the time to get up there, which I've been less than great about. Because yeah. like sometimes <laughs> I just like, eight hours seems like a lot when you've been like doing stuff. You're like, all right, Friday, I'll drive there, get there around midnight. They can hunt like all day Saturday, Sunday morning, and then to drive back, it just seems like you're rushing it. Yeah. And I hate like doing that because you kind of just think about when you have to leave if you're going to be on time and you can't really enjoy just being out yeah, there. Yeah, no, exactly. It's crazy that people in the Midwest, like eight hours is not that far of a yeah. drive. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like I envision somebody just like living in like New York City or something. It's like you got to drive eight hours to go. Yeah, somewhere. but that, eight hours in New York City might be like across two the miles. city yeah it's like it takes forever dude oh my god it's just like a weird concept like it's so normal for us to drive five hours somewhere and yeah. it not be that big of a deal but that's crazy uh what year are you in your schooling right now so i'm just halfway through my third year so of, of i have school i don't know if we said, said that yeah so school. of the four years total so i'll have another year and a half of this and then i have depending what i go into like three to a lot of years yeah. of residency are you are you thinking anything like that you want to do specifically for residency or i mean i think for me i mostly want to do emergency medicine just because my right. personality type is i'm really like fragmented so yeah. i have to like oh look a bright right shiny now. thing yeah yeah Alaska. yeah i think he likes it a lot yeah. yeah so it's super nice too because you also get to use kind of like all your brain power and you're between different systems all the time so you don't just do heart stuff you don't just do stomach stuff you yeah. do like Everything anybody could walk in and be like, hey, fix me. <laughs> like, oh, what's yeah. going on? And you get to do like a bunch of procedures and stuff too, and it's like relatively a relaxed environment, even though it's super serious. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> it's a lot scarier when you first start than when like you're done. So like I just had a month of doing that. I heard I've, the I heard the schedule is like kind of nice too, is it comparatively? Oh, it's sweet. Like so I did a before that, I did cardiology on the inpatient side, and it was 12-hour days, six days a week. Holy shit. And I just 12-hour days, six days a week. Yeah, you're there from, Dude. like, you have to be there at 6 to, like, look up all your patients, round on them, and then you come back, present them all, and then you, like, go re-round with the attending physician. Yep. And you're done with that around, like, depending how fast that person is at rounding. Uh, could be an hour. It could be four. Yeah. And you need to write all your notes for the day and follow up on labs and stuff. Yep. And then EM is just eight-hour shifts. And once you're done with your shift, like, that's it. And there's really no patients you have to look up because at the end of each shift, you, like, sign out. And the person who's there before you just tells you, here's what's going on. Here's what still needs to be done. Just take care of this. Yep. 
which fits me a lot better too is because the last thing I want to do is leave a job and then it's always there when you're home. Yep, yep. So I think for me, that's just the big drop too is because like I always want to keep on fishing and stuff and that's like the biggest part for me is people like have time to still do stuff outside of work. For sure, yeah. So have you had any experience working in like emergency situation yet? Yeah, so in Milwaukee, there's been a lot more gunshots this year than there has been in years wow. past. So, so you've seen um, a guy like come up with a gunshot. Oh yeah. So you see tons of trauma, which is super cool. The first ones are super scary. And eventually towards the end, like you get to be a person who's like actually doing something. But at first yeah. you just like stand in a corner and you're like, Oh, do, <laughs> yeah. do not ask me a question. I don't know the answer. Yeah. Um, but then by the end, like I think on my second to last shift, I got to put like a chest tube in someone, which was super cool. Dang. Um, like super terrifying at first, but then you're just like, oh, like other like, people do it. It'll yeah, be okay. you can't learn unless you do it. Obviously, oh. like at some point you're gonna have to do that stuff. But it's good yeah. that they don't just first shift. All right, here's your <laughs> guy. <laughs> uh, and then it's almost worse though when someone tells you like what to be worried about. Because like when I was oh. doing that, I was like, oh, just like put tube in spot where air is to take air out. Easy. Yeah. She's like, yeah, like don't go too far. Cause like you might hit their heart. And I was oh, like, no. didn't think about that. <laughs> that was all I could think about. <laughs> oh, no. So is that the craziest thing you've seen so far? Has there been anything other crazy experiences working in the ER? Um, I mean, for the most part, it's just how crazy it can be from person to person, That's how true. bad they say they're feeling. Because some people will be like, I have 10 out of 10 pain, and they'll be like texting on their phone and FaceTiming people. Yeah. And there'll be these old dudes who come in and who are like, oh, like, I'm just here because my wife said to come in. And they're having like a massive heart attack. Yeah. You know, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you go through and you're just Pain like, is so okay. subjective. Like, yes. But I mean, it is relative. Obviously, like, just depending on what you've had throughout your life, like, somebody's 10 out of 10 pain, like you said, could be somebody's like 2 out of 10 pain. You know what I mean? But it, sometimes it's hard. Like, when you get a patient, it's just like, yeah, I have 10 out of 10 pain and you, they walked into the clinic and they were doing, it's like, 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 like that's the worst pain ever is like, you can still walk and talk and do whatever. Um, and you got the other guys, I got one out of 10 pain. He's got a bullet wound. Yeah, like, <laughs> I've had worse or whatever, but, um, so what is, what is your, what does Megan do? Your wife for PA wise, what did she specialize in? So she works in GI. So she has a lot of, she specializes in motility stuff, which essentially is how well, your colon and your esophagus move stuff. Okay. So if you come in and say like, you can't swallow and you always throw up everything you eat, she takes care of those patients, which are pretty, it's a part of medicine where there's not a lot of good solutions for. Gotcha. And so like her and her doc she works for are like the two that do that for her group. Oh, so sick. she gets to learn like a lot of very specific stuff which she likes. Yep. Um, and then it's a lot of stuff too, where it can be kind of sad because like you'll come in with like, liver cancer, colon cancer, that kind of stuff. Yep. And it's just a lot to deal with. So yeah. props to her. It's not for me for sure. Um, but yeah. <laughs> she likes what she does. So is, is she, and is she outdoorsy at all? Have you guys done any like outdoor trips together? Oh yeah. So Megan loves being outside. Um, I mean, for her with school too, like for PA school, she was stuck in class from eight to five. Yep. Um, at least for me, we do a lot of stuff more like online and on your own. So you can kind of do stuff at your own pace. If you're faster, you're faster. If you're slower, you're slower. Yep, yep. But for her, like she had to be in class eight to five. So yes. she could do a lot during school. It's very flexible um, with that. Yeah. But so we did that trip up to the pictured rocks, Lake shore together. Okay. And she loved that. She always loves being outside. So nice. like we did some kayaking this summer on the Milwaukee river and it's like, 
there's no rapids. It's not intense. The water is not going fast, yeah. <laughs> but it's just nice to like have something you can oh, do that's like out outside and yes. paddle around. And like, there's so many breweries there that are on the river that you can just like paddle from brewery to brewery wow, and just have sweet. like a great time. Yeah, so yeah. it's, and that's, it's, I feel like it's cool. Just, just being with somebody who is, would be up to do that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So you could like, you could say, Hey, like I was thinking about doing this in the future and like, she'd be totally fine. It sounds like with just jumping into whatever. So uh, Milwaukee River just run right through Milwaukee then pretty much? Yeah, so it cuts like right through downtown and it's like dammed off. So okay. I'm sure at oh, some point right. it was like a super raging river, but yeah. right now it's like super tame and uh, mild. I forgot we scooted right over it. Did we? I'm, yeah, I'm remembering yeah. it now. Yeah. Those outs, yeah. So Zach had his wedding, was that last year only or was that two years ago? Uh, Last year. Yeah, last year in Milwaukee. And so before the wedding, we... Um, rented scooters and just like those ones you can just like with an app or whatever and we just like dude there's like 15 of us on all these scooters and we were just like <laughs> ripping around Milwaukee and then we got to go all the way down to the um, to Lake Michigan um, on the I, pier yeah on, out on the pier and it was super it was super fun um, you just get to see like way more of the city obviously than just walking yeah. it's, I mean it's a little sketch because with those scooters you're not supposed to be on the sidewalks so you have to be in the road so like downtown Milwaukee on a scooter when there's like just cars everywhere zipping by it's like it takes you a couple minutes like okay this is like, I'm not gonna get murdered on this freaking yeah. scooter right now. Why are you supposed to be on sidewalks like because they're motorized? I don't know. Yeah. So like, people walking. Or what? The reason why they don't so like when Milwaukee first got them the city went through took them all and threw them in the dump. Like, <laughs> no way. Yeah, like they didn't have a license from the city. They just like put them there. Yeah. And then the city's like, these are a nuisance. It's like threw them all away. <laughs> um, but essentially it's like, so you're not insured when you're driving those, right? So if you hit someone and you injure them, you're technically operating a vehicle, but you're not insured. You also, they don't really claim liability for anyone. So like if you fall on a scooter and hit your head, like it's not their that's yeah. on you. Yeah. So it's like kind of like protecting the people thing as well. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, it was cool because you're not supposed to take them on the sidewalks. Like it says it right on there, but um, there's like a big sidewalk that goes all along Lake Michigan up to the pier and back. Um, and there just happened to be, when we were scooting by, there happened to be like some cops right by the front. And we're just like, can we go down here? And they're like, sure. <laughs> like, we don't care. <laughs> so then we just got like, there's like 10 of us, I think. Well, I think we split up a little bit, so it wouldn't, wouldn't have been too bad. Um, and the sidewalks are pretty big down there yeah. by, by the lake. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a super fun time. And I had... I'd been there. Well, I visited you a couple of years before yeah. that undergrad, but it was like super quick time, like only at night. It's like I didn't see a ton of Milwaukee, um, so that was a super fun way to see like all all around there. Was your undergrad also at Marquette? Yeah, so I did that there, and it was a good time. And like I'm a pretty big college basketball fan, so it worked out where we had a couple of good teams, and I was there, which made it super fun because they play in the same arena as the Bucks, so it's like super cool atmosphere and just like a ton of people for a college game every single time. And like the home environment there is just super cool. Yeah. Um, and it's also nice because Marquette's not as downtown as um, like the stuff you actually do downtown is like, gotcha. it's considered downtown, but it's the edge of it. Yep. Um, but it's a super quick run to the lake. It was like a mile and a half. Oh, sick. Um, and then there's also a super long trail system there called the Oak leaf trail yep. that goes for like, Ever. Like, you can stay in that thing, like, all day and nice. not get to the end of it. Um, so I got a bike this summer, and then I started, like, doing that. And oh, cool. It's like you said, like, on the roads, like, it feels sketchy, but after a while, you get, like, more and more comfortable with it. Yep, and yep. it's, like, a super great way to, like, cover a lot of land super quick, and you get to see stuff that, like, you wouldn't have run across before, but you were on your bike, so you did. Yeah. So. No, I, I totally, because I, I started doing that, I'm not sure when I got into, 
or where I was when I got into biking is the same thing. You can, you can cover way more distance on your bikes. So you can get to some super cool places. Like I've been doing, I've been running the Beaver Island Trail right down here, um, which like, I mean, I get a pretty decent run in, but like at the same time, it's like I can only run so far and I, I, don't, I don't have like five hours a day to do that. Um, and so it is cool like going on that trail, but if you're on a bike, you could cover easily two or three times as much distance um, and see some pretty cool spots. But yeah, it's been... It's been nice. Do you, do you get any time off for the summer, this summer? Uh, so this summer, no. I mean, there's vacation months built into school. Um, but for what I want to do, so like with COVID and stuff, it kind of made stuff super weird. So yeah. there's like away rotations, which you can kind of view as like a practice job. So I would go to a different like healthcare system. I would work in their emergency room oh, for gotcha. a month. Yep. And then that would be like kind of me being like, hey, like here's who I am. So you can kind of like network that way. Yeah. And you have to use a vacation month to do that because it doesn't count as like a class for your school because you're not doing it at your school. Yep. Um, and then usually you take another month off to do interviews and stuff in the fall for residency. And then you might have one towards the end that you want to throw on. Yep. Um, so my plan is right now try and take one of those like either in August or September and just do like some fishing and hunting and nice. just kind of like take a month to like relax yeah. and do fun stuff. Mm -hmm. So looking forward in the future, you're done, you get done with med school, get done with your residency, you're just working. Um, having not had a lot of time after you get pretty settled into your new job, what would be um, kind of like a, a dream trip that you would take after you kind of have like get settled in your job and start getting like having some money coming in? Like what would be a dream trip that you would take um, once you're graduated and just kind of working in the real world? So I kind of thought about that a little bit. Um, I think as far as stuff I want to do in the States is I want to get to like the point where I can like get a boat and just go to like Lake of the Woods and just like hop around and fish a bunch and yep. like just take time to like do nothing and then go to spots that are like not super hard to get to, but you just need the time to do it. Yep, yep. Um, and then otherwise, Megan and I were talking, we really want to go to like Switzerland or something so, and just see the Alps out there and yep. just like go explore because you always see so many pictures from like these small little towns that are just like incredibly like, beautiful. His brother yeah. Mitch did that, didn't he? Was, was he in Switzerland or where was he at? Oh. Yeah, I went to Switzerland at some point. I yeah. don't know but just what hiking trip through it was. Yeah. Dude, the pictures look fake. It, it looks yeah. like you're just, looks like Mitchell is standing in front of like a Photoshop mountain, but he's obviously there. <laughs> yeah it it's so absurd cool. but that, that, that's again going back to it's super cool that like you can like involve megan and all that kind of stuff so like if you want to plan something like that then she's totally like cool tag along yeah what's your what's your favorite kind of fish to go like fishing for so for me i'm a big fan of walleyes just because you can have days where you'll just hammer them and yeah. you're just like killing it on this like random hump in the lake yep then there's other days where like no matter what bait you put on you're just going to sit there yeah. and like mess around. So like Grant Daniel and I go to like Voyager National Park okay. every summer nice. on Lake Capitogama. And there's days where we're like doing okay. And then there's days where like pretty much it winds up being me and him just like hanging out, talking. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's still like just as fun. Yeah, like 100%. there's one year where the people at the lodge were, this is like the worst year of fishing we've ever had. It was the year after it was super cold Okay. and none of the fish had migrated out to the lake yet. They were all still in like this river system. Um, so we were fishing in the lake like idiots and <laughs> we caught nothing. And we came back the next year and they're like, this is the worst year of fishing. And we're like, but last year was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think as far as like a fish goes, like they put up a good fight and it's just like a really cool looking fish when you get them up. And 
for me personally, like that's the one I enjoy eating the most. Yeah. So we'd always do shore lunch if we can too. And that's just super fun up there because there's not a lot of people. You find a campsite and a lot of them there are super nice. They have like all the grates on all the campsites. Cool. So you just go there, you get like a cast iron skillet, throw in your fish and some hash browns and you're just like chilling, eating a meal, hanging out. The fish you just caught like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Um, I don't think I have a favorite, uh, other favorite fish either besides like fresh walleye like that. You catch and make it on the shore yeah. or something that's so good. I yeah. I don't know. I like lake trout or like trout is so good To eat? Too. I don't, yeah. I've never eaten a lake trout. Yeah. I don't think I've ever eaten trout either. Or is char. It? Yeah. Okay. Do you I think that char is a salmon. Thing? No. They're oh, okay. different. <laughs> they are yeah. a type of salmon? Char is salmon, yeah. Okay, so but those were so good. That was one of my favorites. How yeah. did you make them? Same thing. Just like, we just like fried them. Yeah, because we didn't have, like, we didn't have a smoker. smoker. Yeah, <laughs> we smoked them. That's what Zach and I were watching. Zach Fritz and I, um, we're watching a meat eater episode where he like just showed you how to cook a bunch of different stuff. It was. Have you seen? Do you watch meat eater at all? It's like that. What's his name? Steve Rinella, something yeah. like that. It's like he's got he's on Netflix. I think it rings a bell. He's got on hunts with like Joe Rogan. Okay, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, yeah. But he had one of his Netflix episodes. It's just him showing you how he cooks a ton of different like species. He was like birds, fish, like elk, deer, all that kind of stuff. It's one. It's super cool. And I mean, it makes you really, really, really want that the food that he's making. But um, yeah, no, it's super cool. Well, that show's awesome because he does all that outdoor stuff, but then at the end, like making it into a recipe for something to eat. I think that's yeah. pretty and cool. And you were really like, he had, what was that, the documentary? I mean, it's, like, it's more of a like movie documentary than, it's not the meat eater. Uh, I think it's called Stars in the Sky. Yes, you should watch that. that it's, good, yeah. it's, it's a lot about, um, it's that, Steve Brunella, he, he's like narrating the thing and it's talking about um, almost like the conflict between hunters and non-hunters. So they have like a guy on there who's a vegan who's like, we should not be eating animals, this, this, and this. And like, it's respectful the whole time. Like he's like trying to take a pretty unbiased view of it, but he just lays out his reasons why he doesn't eat meat and all this kind of stuff. And then it flips back onto like people who have been, like it's just been part of their family, like you growing up and you're just been hunting for like your whole life. And it's, it's not about like murdering an animal. It's about like, nobody enjoys the process of like killing the animal. It's like, you get the meat from it and like you eat it for like the whole year or however long it lasts. And like, it's, it's just a different aspect than you would think. So it's a super cool documentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you, I, I mean, you don't have any free time anyway, but if you, if you did have any, you can watch that. I think it'd be super cool, but, um, cool. Yeah. Well, this was, this is awesome. Thanks for how long are you in town for? Uh, I'm here until like the 26th. I think we have to head back. I think Meg has work on oh, nice. that but Monday. It'll be for about a week. Yeah. Okay, cool. So are you done with, did you just finish with a bunch of finals or, or get done with the resident or with the clinical rotation? Yeah. Or? So right now it's nice where we don't really have finals per se. You just have like an end of rotation exam. Yep. So it's just one specific thing you're like studying for the last month and you have like a quick nice summary of that one. So I have my emergency medicine one like last week, Friday, okay. and then I've just been kind of chilling since then like hanging cool. out at home and taking the dogs out more yeah but. cool um all right yep awesome so we'll definitely we'll definitely keep in touch we appreciate you, you taking the time out of your day to come hang out with us but um and thank you guys for tuning in we we hope you like um all this content that we're throwing out and definitely get on that instagram and on the on the comments down down below just to kind of give us your feedback and let us know how we're doing um yeah have a great rest of your day and god bless thanks for tuning into the voyager way podcast Follow us on social media at The Voyager Way for more content from all our outdoor adventures and plenty of how-to videos to get you started on some adventures of your own.